This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. I want you to meet this nice lady. Mother? No, this isn't your mother. That mother? No. But I have wonderful news. Miss Trumbull and I are going to be married. And we are going to live in Oklahoma. Really? Oh dear. Ruprecht? Ruprecht! We have a guest. What do we do for guests? What did we do when Uncle Ted was here? Ruprecht? No! After that. We apologize. Don't worry, Ruprecht. We won't go anywhere without you. He'll enjoy Oklahoma's wide open spaces. He loves to run and run and run. My name is Rob Snowite, and yes, that is my real last name. 
I teach people to catch fish that they then throw back in the water. The Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast is now part of Waypoint TV. And this episode is about living in a van down by the river. But first, I want to thank C-Ron Cases for this episode. I had my C-Ron case all packed up for a recent trip to the Salmon River to fish with Dirty Bill. I had several 9-foot rods secured, my steelhead reels, several fly boxes, split shot swivels, gloves, sunscreen, and a whole lot of other things locked away. Of course, the story of my life is there's always too much rain, so I couldn't go fish with Dirty Bill. So everything's still sitting there in the laundry room, packed away, ready for me to go at a moment's notice. But what are these C-Run cases, you ask? They are the next evolution of fly fishing travel cases. C-Run fly fishing cases is a proper hard-sided checkable luggage that gets you to your destination with peace of mind. They are TSA compliant and airline approved for travel. They're made with Italian leather and German locks. And they are the love child of a gun case and a rod carrier. So whatever you carry in your case, it's going to arrive at your destination safely. Be sure to check out CRONcases.com and follow them on social media to see where these cases are headed now that the travel restrictions are being relaxed. Speaking of travel, let's find out about our guests this week that live in a van down by the river. You're living in a van down by the river! Due to COVID, Luke and Dan were unable to attend their first year of college in person at that Clemson University last fall. Instead, they got an idea that will change their lives forever. Luke and Dan from Fish All 50 stopped by the porch to fill us in on the second leg of their journey to catch the state fish of all states and commonwealths in the lower 48. These guys are not doing this for fame or glory. They aren't all bro-staffed out all over their social media, and they're not doing this just for free gear. These guys are not professional anglers. They're just two kids with a sense of adventure, cool parents, living their best life out of an old van that may be headed your way. Please take a look at their social media and website to see if they're going to be near you. Maybe you can point them in the right direction, send them to your favorite fly shop, feed them a meal, or help them with their stinky clothes. Let's hear about where they've been, where they're going, and much more in this Fish All 50 Dirtbag Van Life episode. You heard these guys last fall, finally got them together in person to record this interview. All right, Luke and Dan, let's start the listeners off who may have no idea who you guys are and what you're doing. I might have you Dan in. There we go. Equal microphone distance. So who wants to start with your whole story about what's going on? I have a quick rundown. So I'm Luke Conson. I'm Daniel Bausrak. And we are, our name, I guess, is Fish All 50. And we are right now on a trip that we believe is the first trip of its kind to catch the official state fish of all 50 U.S. states. So we are 31 states in, heading out on Saturday to pick up the rest of the contiguous states. And yeah, that's what we're doing. All right, so you guys started New England. Do you yes. remember how the road trip went from state to state? Yeah, pretty much. We've got it all written yeah, down, which you can check out on our website, fishall50.us which uh, they have, we have blogs for each state, which are gonna be fully updated by tomorrow if everything goes according to plan. And we yeah. got all our socials on there and mm -hmm. stuff like merch, stuff like that. But it's, yeah, the road trip is definitely, like thinking back to when we first set out in August, and we had absolutely no idea what this was gonna be. 
and it's still it still changes constantly like we find out better ways to do things you know what works what doesn't work your car got destroyed too right it yeah. did yeah so looking at me because i was driving you were yeah. you want to tell that story real quick um where were we Grand north carolina. carolina somewhere in north carolina we're heading to go try and get get redfish before he headed home it was merging and the car came out nowhere left so i on my left went back into the right lane hit at the back of an 18 wheeler fortunately we were completely fine the car was not yeah so that was that was the Bowserac family van which thankfully is not doesn't really Done get used service. much yeah. at home anymore so it was already 150,000 miles oh, it was it was 185 yeah, and so now we will be taking my family minivan which is a Honda Odyssey and it is sitting at 192,000 and we are Going to put probably twenty thousand more on it, so hopefully that. Keeps How did your going. families put so many miles on cars? Turkey. Well, we took the car at one hundred and fifty. I think. Well, no, Still it a was a little miles. bit more over. Yeah. Something like that. I have three siblings. Okay. Daniel has two. Yeah. A lot of soccer practices. Yeah. Right. All right. What have you guys learned? Uh, anything from the food to what you pack to the fishing gear to meeting people? I what? definitely learned a lot about fly fishing in particular this trip. I think Louie had done it a bit before, but I had completely not fly fished, even though my dad did, who actually taught how to fly fish. Right. Yeah, honestly, it's a whole new world with those trout out west and all the people that go for them with fly rods and stuff. Yeah, it's we're going to blast. We learned a lot about it and we're going to continue learning a lot about it because, with the exception of Washington, Oregon, and North and South Dakota, it's going to be all fly fishing. So, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. We're we're excited to do that. What are the fish in those states? Almost all of them. California's a golden trout, and then I want to say every other state is a native subspecies of cutthroat trout. So, besides Arizona's an Apache trout. Idaho is just straight up cutthroat, which is the same with Montana, I believe. But then, you know, you've got Montana, no, Wyoming is straight up cutthroat. Montana's black spotted cutthroat. Utah is Bonneville cutthroat. Nevada's Lahontan cutthroat. New Mexico is Rio Grande cutthroat. So, a lot of cutthroat. A lot of cutthroat. Yeah. Colorado's which, greenback. Luckily, they're not the most complex of organisms to fool. No, mm -hmm. no. The Apache trout might give us some difficulty just because of its rarity. They thought it was extinct until like 20 years ago or something. Mm -hmm. And so they're bringing it back. But as far as the other ones go, it's just a matter of getting to the elevation where the rainbow trout that they've stocked in a lot of those streams don't exist. And so then it's just the native populations are from what we've heard doing fine there. It's just a matter of getting to them. So... Yeah, hopefully we should shouldn't give us too many problems. Are, are people still reaching out to help you guys out? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's been we could not. That's been the biggest. I don't want to say most surprising because I don't know if we yeah. expected people to be like rude the whole time, but it's been really a very welcome blessing. Mm -hmm. Just the amount of people that are reaching out. Any shout outs you want to give? Uh, yeah, our our Wisconsin fishing guides. Yeah, Eric Leonard's. Eric Leonard's, Thomas Droste are two that stand out. With Thomas, he's a walleye guide, but when we got to Wisconsin, he reached out and he was like, hey guys, I guide for walleye, I catch muskie all the time, which is their state fish. 
So we went out with him. Daniel caught probably a 42-inch muskie, and we caught like 100 walleye. And then we went out with Eric, who guides around the Milwaukee area for the most part. And we caught, we went out with him the first day, got skunked, went out with him the second day, and caught three muskie and a pike. That was 30 inches. Yeah. And the last two muskie we landed at the same time. So we were using floats with live suckers, and one of them went down. I grabbed it, I set the hook, I was reeling it in, and then another one went off. <laughs> and then Daniel reeled it in, and we netted them. We had two muskie in the same net. Wow. And it was just, that's probably the most surreal moment of the trip so far. Probably the How do you get suckers for bait? They sell them in Wisconsin's crazy, yeah, Wisconsin. They A lot sell. of fried food from what I remember, too. <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, they, like, fried cheese. They had a yeah. cheese yeah, they castle. Oh they just had a cheese castle. I'd, on the side of the I'd highway. be the king of it. I would love, we We have to go, I we both really want to go back, but they just, you, you'll walk into a bait shop and they'll have, you can buy, like, 20-inch suckers for bait. Really? It's yeah, insane. We were, the ones I we mean, were using were massive. We were using probably, like, probably 10-inch fish that'd be respectable just to catch normal yes yeah. no like if, if you if we were out bass fishing and we caught one of those that's not a bad catch yeah. at all and you're putting three hooks in these guys a treble hook in front of the fin behind the fin and then one in the mouth and these it's it's actually insane they're like, super resilient they will survive like that for eight hours like if they don't get year. bit at the end of the day they're still alive most of the time this is bizarre it's it was the weirdest it, the whole Midwest, like Ohio, are just, it's like a walleye fishing there is a cult. We would go out and be on a pier in pouring rain at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, and there would be 30 guys there. Wow. And the walleye cool. weren't even there. Like, two <laughs> guys caught walleye yeah. that night. They're still all lined up. And they're all there. Do they all hate their wives? I mean, maybe. I don't know, but I I, I, I couldn't tell. They were like, dads with their kids are out there. Like, they're... There was just one guy fishing with like his eight-year-old kid in the, the pouring the rain in the middle of the night on a Tuesday, just for that walleye. And then Wisconsin, they just have there. It's like the I want to say it's like the Florida of the Midwest, like in terms of fishing. Florida yeah. has every kind of fish you can imagine, and they're so spoiled. In Wisconsin, you can go out and people. The muskie is the fish of the ten of ten thousand casts, maybe in like Kentucky and Wisconsin. You, they're all over the place. They stock lakes, I need like to go. suburban lakes with them. They have like tiger muskie they have, stock. They have entire lakes stocked with only tiger yeah. muskie. They're the Great Lakes. You can, from the piers, you can catch lake trout and salmon. And That's crazy. It's insane. It's really. There's got to be a drawback somehow. Well, it's, gotta you know, once it hits October, this. it's zero degrees until probably March so I guess that's the drawback but but is that even really a drawback because Eric is like the president of a snowmobile club and oh, they just ride snowmobiles across lakes so they just do it there man I forget what frozen water looks like yeah it, the one thing that is not fun is the ice on the rods especially in Minnesota when we were walleye fishing there it was like 12 degrees and Cookies you would spray. We we tried chapstick after you told us that, and that worked a little bit. Right. But at the you know the first day before you told us that, we would you you'd make three casts, and then you have to take your gloves off and like hold on to the ice until it melts on each eye, uh -oh. and then like try and revive your hand, put it back in your glove, and 
It was crazy. That was a terrible First day. time I had a net freeze, that was a little surprising. Really? I, we I had a trout net, that. scooped up the fish, put it on my back, and then it just instantly froze into this crusty net. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that? Was that here? It's Colorado, first time oh, I was. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'll do it. Tell us about that paddlefish. Oh, oh yeah. That was in um, Oklahoma. We were fishing there, and then this dude reached out with his son. We went out, they chartered for paddlefish and a couple other white bass and stuff like that. We went out and just Bob Scoggins. How many do we name? catch? We, we caught, caught like I want to say four, four or five, something like that. Some of them were. I caught fifty something pounder. Luke caught a fifty something pounder. Yours might have been pushing sixty, honestly. That was that was that was the craziest thing I've ever. We seen. noticed that we were showing up. Oklahoma State fishes a white bass, so we were showing up and we were just fishing in rivers and stuff around there, and we would see people going down with what looked like surf rods, except much sturdier. And they're casting them out and then just yanking them back in Snagging real them. fast. And we were like, what are they doing? And then and then we got and then one guy caught a paddlefish and we went over and so they, they have they'll put like um I don't even know, probably like a six ounce weight maybe. And then below that they have tied rope most of the time and then just a treble hook without barbs. Massive treble hook. So you can only keep one per year, I believe, but they swim off completely fine even after being snagged in. They're super resilient. It was weird. like every Primitive. single one that we, they're dinosaurs. So we, with him, were trolling four lines with downriggers and then big treble hooks. And he would just, you know, on his fish finders, try and kind of run into them. And so we ended up catching four of those. Long nose gar. He caught, you caught a long nose gar, and I caught a carp. And carp's whatever the paddlefish were awesome that that's probably the weirdest fish we've caught yeah. what did the skin feel like it was kind of like a catfish a little bit it was just mainly what their mouths look like yeah their mouths they look like if you ever seen like a basking shark yeah. or something with the because that they eat plankton mouth. yeah so do. it's just this huge open mouth and then the the bills have these super like intricate patterns on them and so I mean, he was. Uh, it was terrible conditions. It was super windy and rainy, and he was saying that. And they had been getting a lot of rain recently, and so he was like, "I gotta be honest with you guys. This is not gonna be a good day." And then we went out and caught four, and he was like, "Man, I'm sorry, I couldn't get you born. Really, this four. is the greatest. This is like the greatest day of the trip, man. We caught massive paddlefish. So, so. I, I do know they will hit a fly when they're spawning. Really, really, out of aggression, oh. kind of like the shad. Right. That's pretty Man, awesome. I can't imagine catching one of those on the fly. That yeah. would be that would be awesome. There They're some, cool, man. Yeah, man. They're uh, prehistoric. I saw a video or something when I was a kid where they had barrels, like you put grease or something in, or oil drum, with rope around it. And then they would launch the treble hook, and the rope would just come off that barrel. Mm -hmm. And then they would just drag the rope in and see if they could snag them. Yeah. And people do surprisingly well. I, I When we were fishing from the bank, we fished at this one spot below a dam for probably two hours, and we saw four or five guys catch paddlefish just from the bank, just throwing out and snagging. So I don't know. That river system is pretty crazy. Yeah, I guess it's just if you know where they are, it's not too hard to get them. But people do pretty well for them. If you guys hadn't done this road trip, man, you'd never. I didn't even know what a paddlefish was yeah. before I got yeah. to Oklahoma. And uh, Tennessee River drainage. I think it's where they're all. Yeah. Something like that.
They're cool. They, that was that was awesome. That that was I don't know if that's my favorite fish of the trip. I think the muskie still might take that, but that's definitely top five. What about food? Did you guys find any? Did you eat anything besides like gas station food and ramen, some like local cuisine? Bread and peanut butter is what we've been going out on. west they sell out loaves of bread and stuff yeah but Those we you know we stuff. we stopped by in in arkansas we got barbecue which oh, yeah. was phenomenal that was probably the best meal of the trip besides that we don't normally uh don't norm, don't normally eat too much of the of fancy the food. food they were talking about cookout yesterday on dc 101 in the morning oh, i remember you talked about that i love cookout it's pretty good i, I have no cookout. idea i've never been you it's a, a lot of food there i think the closest one to here is Richmond, they said. Yeah, probably Richmond. Really? But they have them all through, like, South Carolina and North Carolina. It's just it's just fast food barbecue with really good value. I'm down for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They got them on all the – they got one on the Clemson campus. They have one on the UVA campus. Pretty much all the colleges south of here, they've got one. Yeah, so my school had a fake Pizza Hut, a fake Subway, <laughs> a fake Taco Bell, and it was all pretty gross. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely was, upgraded a little bit. Yeah, Mary Washington College was known for its academics, not its cuisine. Mm -hmm. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. You would smell like grease. I swear Gore-Tex would pick up the grease smell from the Ooh. dining hall for days at a time. It's disgusting. My raincoat would just always smell. That's not what you want. No. I do miss all that buffet, though. Just walk in and yeah. eat whatever. We, I mean, after... We've both lost a significant amount of weight since August. I think this college food buffet style is going to agree with us quite nicely. Yeah. What are you going to tell people when you go to school? Like, yes, we drove all 50 states and caught fish. Or you sign outside your dorm room, fish all 50. You know, we might, we have stickers. We might just slap one on the door. <laughs> it's definitely being back home for these periods of time. I don't, I, I do still enjoy it whenever people ask, but people always ask. They're like, even if they haven't heard of it, they're, you know, what are you doing this year? And then I have to go into it, and they have a bunch of questions. And I honestly, I love talking about it. I love that people are interested in it. But at college, I think I might just, you know, print out a piece of paper with a story on it, and just carry <laughs> it around and just hand it to people. Something along those That's like lines. when I had the kid, when she was a baby. I wanted to have it. Here's a card. It says her age, <laughs> her name, who she's named after, what she's, every, same question every day. Yeah. It's like when you're fishing the tidal basin, we were going to put the FAQs on shirts. <laughs> people ask me. Yeah. Real quick, we've been fishing at the tidal basin while we've been back. I have never caught an eel in the tidal basin before, and I've caught them on all three of the last times I've gone out. Really? You ran into eels at the tidal basin before? No. Four mile run, and the bass were always following them. It's the weirdest thing. I've never seen them before. The nighttime incoming tide right now should be about a week or so stripers and then a gar are going to be in there really Ooh. huge probably the biggest gar around here will be at the intake really yeah. maybe we got to stay another week yeah might have to have yeah, you guys caught a shad yet in dc no i said you did you're leaving on saturday yeah i say tomorrow but it's gonna be gusty yeah i took all the seedlings in from here so they don't all blow away tomorrow 
we ran in, that's one of those things about those flat states in the middle of the country. The wind, I mean, in Oklahoma, 40 mile an hour winds. Like three of the days. You're in your car the whole time? Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to death grip the steering wheel to keep it yeah. straight, and you'll step outside, and the, you know, the Oklahomans are just like, oh, what a nice day. And it's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? This is a tornado. What about tumbleweed? We haven't seen any yeah. of those. We did see in Arkansas, southeast Arkansas, they have a ridiculous amount of armadillos. It's just oh, everywhere. Yeah. Never seen one of those either. We hadn't seen one. We saw one in Texas in Guadalupe State Park where we were fishing for Guadalupe bass. And then we saw one and we were like, that's the weirdest thing we've ever seen. And then we got to Arkansas and we saw four on the first day. Arkansas is weird, man. People have emus. We saw multiple you houses. You pronounced it correctly. Is that the right way? Emu. Emu? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that. We had the arc but we just we drove past like four or five houses that just had emus in their front yards. Like less than half an acre of land. And we asked one really? of the guys at a like, bait and tire shop. Oh, yeah. Like this. Oh, yeah. oh no. No, oh, this you is have bigger. Three. You this is bigger. three or four in here. You probably could fit five <laughs> in here if you wanted to. We asked a guy at the bait and tire shop, we we're like, hey, what what is up with all these emus? And he's like, I don't know, man. People just like them. It, it chase off my wife's handyman. He pooped uh, <laughs> over there the last week. Are you serious? Yeah, I went out the laundry room door and I'm like, what? That is not fox or raccoon. You gotta tell him. Maybe you need some emus. Is that the he's, guy? <laughs> no, that's, that's probably Dominic mowing lawns. No, oh, this guy is, he got shot three times in Vietnam. He lost three fingers in a oh saw gosh. accident. And then he just knows people. So every time he, sh he just shows up with pastries and pies, because he, he puts in, he'll build the cases at a bakery here or do the booths at a restaurant. So he was just showing up with apple pies and challah bread every day <laughs> for two weeks. It took him three weeks to put the hardwood in the basement. Really? We're paying him by the job, not by the, oh. the hour. There you go. So, but yeah, I'm pretty sure, I mean, who, how else was there a human doo-doo back there? <laughs> no one else comes in my yard. It wasn't me. We got and the the fox was going back there behind the shed for a while, but yeah, nothing. I don't know. Speaking of smelly stuff, how'd you guys shower on the trip? Still Planet Fitness? Not a lot. We, we figured out you can get a free day pass to every Planet Fitness location one time. Lucky for us, we're normally a hundred miles away from you know the next day. We moved. You know, we might not move state to state super fast all the time, but if one spot doesn't try out, work out, then we go to a different spot, and there's probably a different plan of fitness down there. So that's how we. They got a we keep lot of locations. Yeah, you know, we might around. run into some problems up in Idaho. I don't know if plan of fitness is too prevalent up there. I'm sure, we'll figure it out. Are you going to be by Lake Pondere at all? I'm not sure. Where is right. that at? I don't know. Okay. We drove from from Washington, Spokane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, I got a friend up there, so he can probably keep it spot. I caught bull trout that was just really monster. Those things are sick. Yeah, it's the most aggressive fish I've come across. You'd throw the fly in and 10 to 12 fish would all fight for really? it. Really? That's great. Yeah. I've seen some pretty, there's this great, I don't know if you know about them, but they're, it's called Wildfly Productions on YouTube. Uh, I, don't, just, I don't do much of the YouTube. It's this great, it's this, they just, they, they go on fly fishing trips. They've been to Montana and I think they're from North Carolina. But they just do really, really cool stuff, and they, their filming is great. But they had they were fishing for bull trout in Montana, and it was a similar thing. They would just absolutely wreck their flies. It was yeah, cool. They're crazy fish, and 
it was weird as it was all cutthroat it, then I kept going upstream and the cutthroat disappeared and it was all bull trout hmm. it's like there was an elevational change in the species it went from three to four inch fish to 30 plus inch fish elevation elevation's weird yeah. you just never we know. don't really understand yeah we were because you know the furthest that was up here we're getting is like 3,000 feet right but we're not fishing there you know you don't got to go to 3,000 feet to catch brook trout I mean, this, the story Luke was talking about, all that snow we ran into, we were literally walking, and then we, like, opened a gate to a road, and there was just, like, four feet of snow there, and there was no snow before. Yeah, it was... There's no in-between either. It was, like, 65 degrees. Like, you just we went got from out. winter to yeah. summer here? Yeah. And there were elk in the background and stuff. Yeah, we saw I mean... 100 wild elk. Yeah, we saw a massive herd of elk. New Mexico was a was wild crazy. place. It's, it's a desert until you hit, like, 9,000 feet, and then it's Colorado. It's weird. It was... Did you have anything expand while you were driving? I've had bags of chips explode. Probably. We actually didn't. I, that's a <laughs> good, I'm surprised we didn't, though. When I drove back from Colorado last time, I took a Coke, plastic Coke bottle in Breckenridge and just tightened it as much as I could. And when I got here, it was just... <laughs> it was, like, almost flat. We had... Our water bottles, you know, you open a water bottle, even if it's already been opened, and it'll, like... You could definitely, the pressure definitely Spray. messed with it. Yeah, I mean, even the cities there, Santa Fe was at five or 6,000 feet. So, it's tiring for someone like us. And you oh, guys yeah. didn't have to worry about hangovers up there. No. That's just bad. I can imagine. Uh, I don't want to do anything <laughs> less than prime condition in that. I mean, we're... You can barely breathe up there. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. You, you take a deep breath at 12,000 feet. It's like a quarter of the air. Right. If you have a headache before you start, you're done. Anything. Fewer air molecules. Not your. It's not that you're closer to the sun is why yeah, you get summer. Yeah, it's just thinner. Yeah, people it, think you're closer. Bill Bryson explains it in uh, Short History of Nearly Everything. Yeah, my, my in-laws think that they're closer to the sun. Dude. It's two million miles away. <laughs> Going two miles up in it's elevation. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. But the air definitely gets much, much thinner. So... It's cool. I mean, I can't. I, I've never been that high up in my life before. It's awesome. Get above mosquito line. It's yeah. nice. There were no bugs. There was a lot of snow, but no bugs. Just elk, mule deer. No, they have a lot out stupid. there. So mule deer and and white tails do not like each other. Really? I learned this early last year. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember why. I was hanging out with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. They do not get along. They That's look weird. mule deer look very normal and then they start running and it's <laughs> they're the, probably the stupidest looking animal it's like it's a gallop from those yeah. looney tunes cartoons how the deer would just like hop that's how they move it looks fake it's it's wild Did you see any pronghorn no 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 just things. just elk so you can hunt them easily because they can't jump they don't jump fences so if mm. they come to a fence they're just stuck and that's how people 100 years ago just slaughtered them all. Pull the fence? Yeah, they can't jump a fence. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. What about gear? Anything you, you've been working on? How'd that uh, free baitcaster work out? Uh, I haven't used it much because the setup's on the other side. Uh, but it's, you know, it's good to have an emergency rod in case one of them goes down. Right. We've been using, for the most part, we haven't had... So when we went musky fishing... He had rods that he uses because he charters. So we use those. 
when we went deep sea fishing in Massachusetts, we had the red rods because you know we don't have any reels that have the capacity to hold 500 feet of that's crazy 30 pound line. It's it's wild. Other than that, we've been pretty. You know, we have we both have like a catfish rod and a bass rod, and that's been doing it. And then you and know we don't even know if we're gonna. We probably will just to have them in case, but we are really only going to be fly fishing on this next leg. So it's going to be, that's really more flies. And you guys just made, I just gave away like a shoebox of flies to somebody. It's really, we've got what we, what we do is we just go to a fly shop shop and just ask, you know, what do we, what do we do? And we get a couple of those and hopefully that'll, hopefully that'll work. Because we're not, you know, we're both starting on fly fishing. We don't have a big knowledge base built up. Don't really know. You know, I can't just show up to a place and survey it and say, all right, I'm going to use this. I'm going to rig it up this way. So that local knowledge is going to be very useful for us. You guys are going to miss the cicada hatch here. I know. We've (laughs) seen it. I was. So you were were a baby last time. Spring of 04? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was the last big one? Yeah, Yeah. I guess 17 years. Holy cow. Yeah, not super upset about missing that. And I didn't fish it last time, so I'm definitely going to do it. Oh, yeah, time. that'll probably see you tying a bunch of bigger bigger cicada-like flies. I'll bring some up. Yeah, I've got, I think I've tied seven, seven to 800 is oh the count right God. now. Wow. Yeah, I've only I've only got like 60 downstairs. What are you sold. throwing those for? What are you hoping bites on one of those? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to catch thing, a though. shadow on one this weekend. I'm going to put it on a sinking line. That'll probably work. Yeah. I bet Bass will hammer those. Bass, my neighbor across the street caught a crappy on one. A really? Live, a live one. Huh. At Burke. I've never used live bugs to fish before. Yeah. That so I'm cool. probably just going to go to Burke Lake and just float around with the wind. See what happens. Are there actually muskie in Burke Lake? Yeah. Really? How really? many? We, I don't know, but we've caught one three-footer and two babies. You've caught you one? caught them? What client did on five weight. So he was casting a bluegill. And I think the muskie was eating the bluegill and just swam across the line because it was a little fly. Like, there's a steelhead fly for some reason behind you, I think. There was one. Yeah. Like, no bigger than that. It's got wax on it. That's now. insane. I caught wow. snakeheads on that hook. Multiple snakeheads. I gotta catch a snakehead. I haven't caught one of those yet. They'll be at uh, the intake. Really? All summer, man. Huh. Hopefully we get back in time to do some fishing here. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what's the next question? Uh, any ladies hit on you trying to get you to stay? Nah. Uh, we just not been one of our problems. No. You know, we, uh, we look very homeless after a couple weeks, which is pretty accurate. I mean, we live in a van. Yeah, down by the but, river. Uh, no you know, it's... You do know the Chris Farley bit. Living in a van down by the river? I don't think so. All right. We'll look it up. That was around the cicadas. No, he was dead by then. He died in the 90s. Huh. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's quite bad enough where, you know, people are taking their kids to the other side of the street, but I would say that it gets there. It's approaching that boat. Oh, Don hit something. My brother and I got detained coming back from Canada. At the border, because we hadn't showered in probably seven or eight days. Yeah. We're living out of a Volvo, <laughs> eating just McDonald's before exactly. the dollar menu. That was bad. Yeah, it supersized, man. Those are the good old days. I think we talked about that once before. 
I miss super. I couldn't eat that now, but my goodness, it would be good for us. Yeah, yeah super sized fries and super sized coke. Celebrities and, and news people you've met. You've met a governor. We met the governor of Arkansas just out of kind of nowhere. We got in a newspaper there. And then I got, I think, I got a call and the dude left a message. And he was like, hey, it's Jay from Governor Hutchinson's office. He'd like to meet you. And we were like, what? <laughs> but that was cool. I mean, we got to, we didn't really, you know, we... We got to meet him, take a picture, and then he had to go do governor stuff. But we got to tour the state capitol, which was Did they cool. make you a sandwich in that big kitchen? No, but we got uh, we got sweet tea. Got some homemade so sweet good. tea. Was, I get you some tea uh, right now. It was awesome. Mine's not that sweet. It's raspberry. <laughs> you parched it all? I'm all right. Okay. I'm good for now. All right. Maybe yeah. later. But So, yeah, we met him. We've got a little bit of... So we met the head of fishing from Walmart. They hooked us up with some gear. Wow. Uh, which was really cool. And then there, I've been talking recently to, in the past week to their, I think that, I want to say like the head of social media and the head of like the influencer program or something. So we're going to do stuff with them on their social media platforms with, uh, and do a little bit of advertising, I think. So that, that's cool. Hopefully that should bring in some extra funding because gas prices are going up right now. Yeah, dude, it was $48 to fill up the Xterra this morning. Cool. It's not happy. It's, especially out west. It's not, you know, it's it's definitely more here than it was, but you go out west, and there'll be some places, because it's the only gas station for 30 miles in either direction, they know that people are need gas. So it's it's not cheap. It's like but, the topic of conversation at most gas stations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still remember when we got to California at Yosemite, and it was $1.25. My brother and I were like, there's no way we're paying $1.25 a gallon. That's crazy. I used to go into... Wawa for ten bucks, get a Coke, a watch McCall, and a full tank. That's insane. That's that's a dream. You know, this trip would be a lot better back then, but it's still pretty. It's still pretty cool. Cool now. It's just the gas is uh, having to try and raise a little bit extra money for that. Right. Yeah, that's. We met the governor. We've done. We've done news. We did news stories in um, Oklahoma, Arkansas. A couple in Alabama. It was the guy in Maine is how I found you guys. Yeah, man, that was one of that was probably that That was was the the second article written about us. That was super cool, and that was awesome. He drove to uh, he lived in Bangor, and we were fishing up middle of nowhere, Maine. And I was like, "You want us to come down to you? You know, what's when can we meet you somewhere, or we can do a phone call?" And he's like, "No, no, where are you guys fishing tomorrow?" And he drove two hours up for a fifteen minute interview, and then you know told us some moose hunting stories, and then went back. So he was he was great. I, that guy was awesome. We owe a lot to him. Very cool. What um, about things you've seen on the road? Funny signs? You look in any windows and see something bizarre going on in the car? See a lot more broken down stuff. See a lot of broken down like '65 Mustangs, like stuff like that. Some really cool cars. With um, an abandoned gas station, right oh, on the yeah, yeah, Texas yeah. New Mexico border. It's just different, man. I mean, what else? There, there's the outcrossing signs are pretty unique. It's cool. in Colorado actually. We had to stop because there were we were driving back to the East Coast. We like scooped through Colorado and we saw there were like traffic stop because there were a bunch of elks walking across the road. It was the weirdest thing. And just no one bats an eye. Like that's that's wild. That's insane. It's like going to Yellowstone. The bison sleep on the road at night because it's warm. You get up to go watch the sunrise and bison blocking the road. That's, That's crazy. You gotta wait till it moves. <laughs> That's insane. 
I don't know about funny signs. Yeah, I'm I feel trying like to we think. Definitely, we definitely have seen some. Probably seen a couple. The town names are weird out there. That's one thing. Is they're just like there's a lot of there's a lot of Native American land out there. So a lot of the signs we just like can't read. I don't know. They're just long, complicated names. I like how the towns says the elevation when you get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times the elevation is more than the population yeah. out there. See, my barometer so, is probably, or my altimeter on my watch is going to see we're at like eight feet. There it is. New watch. It's not really calculated. Five sixty. All right, we're up bad. there. Let's see if Siri. Hey Siri, what's my current elevation? Siri sucks. I do not understand. I like Alexa better, but my kid keeps stashing her away. Really? Alexa will tell you the tides, which is nice. Yes, that's helpful. That's Alexa will. Uh, she can. She can fart. It's my daughter's favorite part of it. Oh, that's have, sad discovery. You can have Santa. We, we accidentally said something, and and then Santa Claus came on, passing gas for a good minute or two. What? I was a little shocked. Technology is getting a little bit yeah. too advanced. The wife texted that somebody drove by her in the neighborhood with a, uh, what she wrote. A guy drove past me in his Tesla and his car made a huge fart noise and scared me. The car has a program for this like Alexa. Oh yeah, you can you can program the horn. I think Wait, I've seen a lot of videos to, to just do whatever sound you want. Are you That's crazy. I can't imagine, I think if people start abusing that, they're gonna have to probably roll that back. Right. You know, Tesla owners are enjoying that while they can. I would too. Uh, any sound you want, you can do a lot of interesting things with the car horn. All right, what else? Uh, laundry? Are you guys cleaning up the clothes? Did we do laundry last year? We year? did at a couple people's houses. Yeah, so like here we, and there. Yeah, we good. here and there. We it was winter, so we weren't sweating that much. So, you know, you throw the clothes in back in the clothes bag you pull them out a couple weeks later they smell fun yeah man it works air fresheners in the car yeah we have one of those little trees it got buried at some point but i like the one that sticks on the air vent you can get a, oh yeah like six of them at costco i have one of those for the van now yeah really? so hopefully that'll you know i we really don't notice it i'm sure it smells terrible but that's You're used to it we're there like all the person that works on a pig farm they don't know they smell like exactly i'm sure it smells terrible not to us. So, I guess the air freshener is just, and we like we don't have other seats in our car. We're not picking up hitchhikers. Yeah. Um, so you, none of that. No. We've had a lot of people ask. We've had That's people ask. Thing. And, uh, and do they know you're going fishing too? And like, hey man, I want to go fishing. No. If someone said that, we would probably arrange a way to pick them up. But we've had. We just roll down the back window, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're not going in here. I mean, we've had a, we've had a couple people that were certainly on a lot of drugs ask for rides, and it's kind of good to be like sorry we couldn't even if we wanted to and then we just drive off really fast where was that where the dudes were the crackhead dude that asked with the, no with the radio the walkie talkies oh. was maybe South Carolina I think it was South Carolina we were filling up on gas at like 1 in the morning these two guys get so out of a truck with walkie talkies <laughs> this is one of the highlights <laughs> of the trip and they're, they're like banging them together and then they're like 
they're clearly like, let's test them. So they go like five feet apart and they turn their backs to each other and they're like talking into them. You could just use and cups of the strength. Yeah, you, they could have talked to each other face to face and then they turn around and they're talking on the walkie talkies as they walk into the gas station two feet apart and then one of the guys just like turns around, looks at his truck, scraps his head and then sticks the antenna in his in ear his, and wiggles around and then like laughs at his buddy and runs into the gas station. That was the highlight. We just, sure. we got out of there so fast. <laughs> <laughs> we just, I don't even know if we no, finished like filling up the tank. The it was, it was, we were on a late night drive oh, and we saw that. Did they pulled the place up? We didn't stick around to find out, yeah. but I mean, and they were not walking straight. They had crazy eyes. It was white van. It was funny, but yeah, we got out of there pretty quickly. Do you guys get your vaccine since you're 16 and over? I'm one dose in. I'm registered. All right. So it's a good night's sleep. The, uh, the first shot, and I was out. It knocked me out. I got really? mine. I, I got mine at like 10 in the morning, and I got home, and I was like, oh, I'm fine, and then I just fell asleep for four hours. Yeah. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. I swear she used like a broomstick sized needle. It, it was not pleasant when it went Really? In. Mine wasn't, I didn't feel like mine was too bad. Which I one did know. you get? Moderna. I think I got Pfizer. I don't know if they use different sized needles. Yeah, but all the way over the clock tower at Herndon. Really? Yeah, huh. it was a little bit of a drive. Huh. I dropped something off for my nephew, like a paella pan. I went to the, like, my brother lives right over there. My nephew cooked. Hmm. Taught himself Turkish during lockdown. Really? Taught himself to cook Spanish cuisine. I don't know. That's a good skill to have. That's pretty yeah. dope. At age five, he knew the periodic table and every lyric to the Beatles. That's pretty crazy. Meanwhile, my kid can, I don't know, make a leg of fart. I mean, I could, I could catch a panfish when I was five. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, let's see. Any other crazy stories? We had a back-to-back uh, -back getting stuck in the snow. Well, we got, so we were... Floor mats under the tires? We were driving to... From Oklahoma to New Mexico. And we were in... We were just outside of Amarillo, Texas. And we needed gas. So I saw Loves. I pulled off. It was one exit too early. But there was a road. Like, it was, it was you know, not super well-paved, but it was paved. And I, I looked on the map, and the road just, you know, you just follow the road, take a left, it takes you to the loves. And I was like, all right, I'll just do this. And so I go down the road. It's like a one-lane road between two fields. No snow. Nothing. Right? It's cold outside, but there's no snow. And then I turn a corner, and there's a little bit of snow. But I can see the end of the road. I can see the main road. It's probably, this road has got to be 500 feet long. And so we start driving, and there's... There's like ice on the side of the road, and then all of a sudden it just turns into like two feet of snow. And I was like, I don't know what to do, so I, I was like trying to see if I could find a place to turn around because there were tire tracks. And I was like, the van clearly can't handle two feet of straight up snow, but maybe it can handle the tire tracks. We got stuck, and it wouldn't move. We tried to dig it out, nothing worked, and we were a hundred feet from 
the main road. Oh no! It, it was, was so, so frustrating. And then and then we call USAA roadside assistance, and they tell us they can't help us because we're not on a paved road, even though we're like a hundred feet. Off we were like a hundred feet. We just need to do. You could stretch the ropes that far. Exactly. Yeah. But then we eventually we called probably ten towing companies the next morning, and some dude in a jacked up F one fifty was like, "Sure, I'll help you out." And so we just backed in, attached a rope, and pulled us right out. And then so we get to New Mexico. We, you know, we went to a local fly shop. The guy was like, you can try this river. And so we go, and same thing. No snow. You hit an elevation mark, there's snow. And we, we had just gotten stuck in the snow. We had gotten pulled out that morning. So we were like, all right, we got to find us. We got to turn around now. We got to start backing up. And we throw the car in reverse, and it's stuck. But so we were like, but we had a full gas tank. It's not like you've had experience driving here in the snow. No, I mean, not, not, not that much. Nearly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... We were like, it was a one-lane road. We had no way to get out. We were 15 miles from the nearest gas station. About 10, 11,000 feet up. Yeah, and so we were just like, do we have food in the car? We can hear the river down to the side. That was, we'll where, just, that was our destination. That was Yeah. yeah. And so we were like, all right, I guess we'll just stay here. And then at probably 1230, we see headlights coming down the road. I don't know. And it's just dude in a Jeep. And he hops out, and he's like, yeah, it's stuck. And we were like, yeah. And we were, he was like, all right, let's get you out. And so he backs his Jeep up the road. He It was probably, it was like a quarter mile. Um, and then backs down a quarter mile in like four feet of snow. And then throws us a rope. We hook it up. I did not think yeah, it was going to pull we us. We did not think it was going to work. And so he kind of hits the brake once. It pulls. Nothing happens. He does it again. The third time it works. And he just tows us up a half mile until we can get to this spot where we can turn around. And uh, and then we turned around and we got down with no problems. So shout out to Enrique in uh, New Mexico for saving us from the snow. We, were, we added him on Snapchat. That day he had been hunting for elk and it was on his story. He was horseback. Another horse in between him and his buddy had like 12 elk skulls on it. Wow, yeah, I think they were wild. collecting the skulls. It was cool. His buddy that night, it was like 3 in the morning, was stuck at the top of the hill with a bunch of horses. We're going to answer this. Hold on. My friends ask you, what digs all these holes in my yard? A billion cicadas, man. Oh, oh man. Yeah. He's a first time homeowner and he's never, he wasn't here the last time. Oh dear. I'm sure his dog is going to eat a lot of cicadas. He's in for a surprise. I mean, we've had, like it hasn't been like the bad year, but we've had a couple years that there've been a lot. You're not going to know anything like this before. Man. Really? It's going to be all day. Mm-hmm. It's just going to sound like lawn tools everywhere. I know that they have cicadas in Arizona. We came into uh, small Brood X looking ones <laughs> in Colorado once. Maybe we will run into them. Who knows? We'll kill them. Any other good hatches you've seen? Mayflies, cat? Are you learning your trout bugs? We're learning them, but not really because the only place we've had to fly fish right now is New Mexico. We got turned away because of the cold. So we didn't really see too many bugs, but uh, I'm sure we will... We'll be well Pick up a lot of that, which is you know, it's exciting to just have that in the bag. Yeah. Just you know, know what to do. Because if we go, you know, if we go bass fishing or cat fishing, we don't have to stop by and ask someone, "Hey, how do I do this?" And uh, it'll be good to get to that point with fly fishing too. I'm excited to just be able to go fly fishing. Right so, on. Do you guys fun. have any like matching shirts to wear when you're fishing? Fish all fifty. Yeah, cool. we have we have hats. hats. 
you know, we've both got a decent amount of Bass Pro shirts. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't know that we match our old school uniform, maybe. Yeah, we get some of the old PE uniforms, just whatever works. We don't really, you know, gas station attendants have seen it all, they don't really care what you wear. So, and that's really, you know, it's gas stations and fellow fishermen, and um, we don't really see too many people. Do you have a collection of all of your license? Or well, mostly we online? mostly get them online. Yeah. I they're all, they're all gotten, different departments, too. We haven't really, you can, like, request to get them mailed, but there's no point. We actually have, we have yet to get checked for a license, but we still... That we can't really we can't afford a two hundred dollar fine. Yeah, it's much so much less expensive. Yeah, I thought that was the hummingbird. Have you seen the hummingbird at all? Uh, uh-uh. I've never seen one in April here. We saw one. Uh, we had one at our house the other day. And when you're out west, wear bright red. They'll come right up to you. Really? Yeah. I'll definitely do that. Bright, bright red shirt. Same with the rainforest. Tropical rainforest that is. Wear a red shirt, and hummingbirds will come right to you. That's cool. Yeah. You know. How's the social media going? Are you getting people finding you? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think the stuff with Walmart is going to help a lot because they're going to put us on their social media platforms. Wow. They want us to film some TikToks for them. So I still don't do the TikTok. Yeah, I, we don't. We do don't really. We we are. I'm trying to put together a video to put on there because it's just we've been told a million way. times too. Yeah. But now Walmart wants us to do some stuff. I don't know if it's like exclusive. I don't know if they. I don't really know what Walmart's social media outreach looks like. Apparently, they have a TikTok, and so we're gonna film some videos and be on there. And I'm hoping that'll draw some followers over to our page. You sleeping in a lot of their parking lots? Almost always. Besides, uh, you know, if there's a Bass Pro or a Cabela's, we'll occasionally stop by there, just go in and see the fish in the morning. Clean bathroom. Yeah. Might be a bit more camping this like uh, but Yeah, we're definitely going to be doing, because, you know, Montana. the spot that we were trying to fish in New Mexico was not near a Walmart. That was not near anything. So it's a lot more convenient to just camp. So we're going to be doing a lot more of that this trip. But, you know, there will still be plenty of Walmart, Walmart nights. We haven't had any problems. This, this last leg, we didn't even get, like questioned by a police officer once. No, we one time. It was only was once. Was that a cop or was that a... Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Man, that was yeah. a while ago. But uh, normally, on the first leg at least, we got stopped. Not stopped, but, you know, three or four times. They just come and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? And then we tell them. And uh, sometimes they start, you know, we had two cops in Alabama. Followed Second us on they, Facebook. Yeah, they followed us on Facebook. We were just talking, fishing for a couple minutes. Same thing in Maine. The guy was fly, a uh, big fly fisherman, and so to him about that a little bit. But yeah, we we didn't really get interrupted much in our sleep last last leg. So hopefully that continues. Looking forward to just getting away from DC. Yeah. Open road. Open road. You miss the open road now, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just After wide open. Weeks, I mean the mountains. Like here, like the you know Virginia's. It has a lot of beautiful nature, but it's just so different than, like, the Rockies or even the Great Plains. Okay, the Great Plains are cool for five minutes, and then it's just boring. But at least it's cool for five minutes. Right, you got eight hours of Kansas. You're like, whoa, oh, this is pretty. We've driven across Kansas twice now. 
the only eventful thing that happened is the Thunder Hailstorm. That was crazy, Which though. was pretty crazy. Was I mean, it lasted five minutes, and there were two inches of hail built up like on the side. Big. Man. I do like that Taco Bell in Hayes. It's about a mile and a half south of 70. In Kansas? Hayes, Kansas. Huh. If we drive across Kansas, I don't know. Let's see. Our route might take you us wanna, You want to look at the route and tell people where you're going? Yeah. So, so they we, might be able to... So this next leg, we've got Connecticut, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, and then back. Depending on the time, because we're going to Alaska July 20th. We had a guy reach out. I don't know how he found us. But he found us through something that he read online. His name is Jim Voss. Huge shout out to this guy. I mean, this is massive. But he was like, he hit me up. He was like, hey, I run a lodge. You want to come up? And we were like, yeah. And so we're going up there July 20th for a week. And we're going to fish for kings. Oh, my gosh. Until we get one. And then he was like, if you guys get one in the first couple days, we can go halibut fishing. We can do anything you want. He was like, come for a week. He said, he didn't even say wait. He was like, dude, come for as long as he can. You guys might end up working there for I, I don't know that we'll ever come back. I mean. He said, bring as many people as you want. He was like, bring as many people as you want. And so our dads are coming. We don't really. really? Um, you know, the more people we have. I would love to just bring as many people as we want. But the more people, the less chance there is that we catch a king. Yeah. We already got a fisherman from Wisconsin who's probably going to be stealing the majority of the fish. Yeah. You know, we. We're, so we huge shout out to him but that is the one part of the trip that's like nailed down like we have to go on the 20th um, are you just gonna leave your car in seattle and fly off uh we're hoping to probably go from home because we're trying to finish up these contiguous states by then and then we'll probably fly from home if we have time after the dakotas uh we will go down and do arkansas because arkansas alligator gar we learned that they don't eat until it gets warm they just don't and so uh, we will have to go back there in the summer. But we have a lot of contacts there now. So we will be, we should be able to get hooked up with someone who knows what they're doing. And that shouldn't be too much of a struggle. And the you know, prime season for them is July, August. Where are you going to be for July 4th? Oh, man. Uh, probably Montana. Sweet. Something That's late. Um, fireworks won't start till like 11. We got to. We probably could do something crazy. That'd be cool. Yeah, but that's so that's the leg. If we get back home, or if we finish up the Dakotas in time before July 20th, we'll go do Arkansas. And if not, then we'll just head back home and fly out to Alaska. But that's it. And then once we finish that, the only states we have left are um, North Carolina, which we're going to do on our way down to Clemson. That's a brook trout, but when we went there, everything was frozen, and we didn't see a fish the whole time. So that was, we said it just, because we had to drive through the Pisgah National Forest on our way down to college, nice. which is prime yeah. for brook trout. But so that should be, we'll just leave a day early, spend a day up in the mountains fishing. That should be a good time. After this leg, the contiguous states are done. What do you think life's going to be like once it's all wrapped up? Oh, man. It's, it's going to be hard to live in a dorm. Oh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be. I mean, just not be. I mean, we wake up every morning 
in a different place, in a place that we've never been to before. And we fish. And we fish until we go to sleep in a new place that's also a different place that we've never been to before. It's going to be weird. The food's going to be nice, though. The food is going to be great. You know, it'll be good to see people, I guess. I don't know. God, I could have written a book about just the craziness of my dorm freshman year. I did not expect any of that stuff to happen. You just, you'd wake up, you'd open your door, and five fire extinguishers would have been let off at night in your hallway. There's an inch of powder. Like, hey, let's light an aerobie on fire and throw it down the hallway and play catch. That's a great idea. Good morning. I think we'll probably spend a lot of nights up in the mountains just camping. There were some guys that they cooked ramen in the washing machines, so they locked the washing machines from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. They just threw what? packs of ramen in and turned it on. Great, thanks. Now we can't do laundry. People are weird. Fish are simple. I think that's the biggest thing we've learned. That might be the tagline for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, you know, the fish don't, the white bass don't care that we haven't showered in two weeks. Those are, quick caveat, those things are fun to catch. They're so aggressive. I wish we had more wipers here. We, we did, I, we might have caught one that was a wiper. But just a straight up white bass, like the most aggressive fish there are fish for. We got on a school of them in a little creek. And we would throw a spoon, and you would get like ten hits. Like those bull trout. Yeah, it's gotta be. I mean, you could see you could see them like converging on it. They're cool. Nice. That was those an underrated fun. state for sure. Catching those. Elements. Oklahoma was cool. Oklahoma was cool. The people were great. They have spoonbill or paddlefish. And like everybody fishes too. Yeah. Yeah. What about music? You guys listen to? We're Rogan. hoping for some new music to come out. Because it's been uh We listen to a lot of Dua Lipa on the radio in this yeah. house. We've 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 gone into some some wormholes <laughs> just because we've listened to everything. So we're we're on kind of a we've been on like a almost folk bluegrass kick for a little bit now. It's just more it's just different, man. I'm sure we're kind of we we we're getting into some Guns N' Roses, some awesome. Motley Crue. I had a little Use Your Illusion on yesterday. Yeah, man. The original uh, Don't Cry with Shannon Hoon. Some older stuff because it's just more interesting than the stuff now. And then a lot of Joe Rogan. And that's uh, that's been the playlist for the past couple months. I'm sure we'll get into something super weird. Something new. Something weird. new. Some mountain music. You got cowboy hats? Not yet. No. You got fishing hats though. What? What's like a standard hat? You just wear fishing. Oh yeah. yeah. We've got we got a lineup of hats. We've got the fish all fifty hats now. The bucket hat to keep the sun off. We have both got a too many Bass Pro hats. We have a lot of Bass Pro hats. <laughs> I used to love their Tropic Wear pants. Really? Yeah. I was I was in Ohio and I took a step and ripped them from the knee to the crotch. <laughs> so now we wear Meyer M I E R. Best. They good stuff? Dude, I'm wearing the shorts right now. Huh. Stretchy, quick dry. Uh, the pants have double knees. They come with belts. Really? Security. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got like five the, pairs uh, of pants. The Patagonia baggies shorts. I'll wear those things for like two weeks at a time. They're just, they're super thin. They're comfortable. They dry really fast so you can get them wet. Those are solid. I gotta say, I wish, remember the people that we went caught some spoonbill with in Oklahoma? 
They had like full Bass Pro Gore-Tex like suits. Oh, yeah. Maps and jackets. Shoes. They had yeah. different colors for each of them. That's what I want. That was sweet. They, they said like they said grand. it was they said it was like five hundred bucks. No, it was more than five hundred. Yeah, we no, saw a dude like eight hundred. Full on Sims, bibs and Eric like, has that's what Eric that's has. That's expensive. But they I mean dude, Nothing's getting through it. Fishing guide in Wisconsin, you yeah. need that. Yeah. Like the guys up at the Salmon River, New York. Oh yeah. Just straight up Sims. I say how much you have to like sell your soul to get that stuff. Yeah. That's so expensive. But I last. understand it. If I, if I could afford it, I would absolutely be in. Some layer up sweatshirts. And uh, my kid takes all my sweatshirts. I don't have any good ones. It's not fair. You just gotta get, you just gotta make them smell like fish. Yeah. Today I caught so many herring today. It was disgusting. Really? Yeah. They're, the, they're in the Potomac? Yeah, they're crushing the damselfly. Huh. Thousands of them right what now. What bites the damselfly in the Potomac besides everything? Really? Yeah. I've caught snakehead on Occoquan with it, carp, catfish. Catfish? I want to catch a catfish. Gar. Fly, man. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, those blues today were monsters. I caught a 15-pounder the other night just on some some chicken. Nice. And then I, I don't know. The bite is not, it's not quite the summer bite yet. Like, we would go out in the summer and we would catch, I'd go out with two buddies and we would catch 10 catfish over 10 pounds. Which kind of sucks that you can't eat any of them. But those, I mean, they're great. They're so fun to catch. Don't eat fish, so I don't have to worry about that. Really? really? Ew, no. I did not know that. Well, I'm making a Traeger pizza last night, so I'm going to have leftovers. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then we made Traeger chicken the night before, so we had Traeger barbecue chicken pizza last night. Ooh. But I forgot to put, I can see the arugula and chives back there. I forgot to put that on the pizza. Well, that's Purple good. chive flowers. I'll put those in biscuits. Do you guys have stickers that you're putting up all over the country? We have them now. So we we had we had ordered them before we set off on the last leg, but now we have them back. We've got them. We're gonna slap one, uh, slap one on the back of the car. Slap one on my snowboard. They're everywhere in Colorado, you gotta put your sticker up. Yep. Really? They're everywhere. Cool. We noticed that uh, a basin. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's right near our place. Really? That's like 15 minutes. We stopped Rubin by Brett. and uh, we did a. Um, before we went home, we had never skied the west before, so we uh, we brought we had brought our stuff with. So we just did a day out there at Bay Basin, which was the cheapest of the resort. Pretty high up. It was like was twelve thousand five hundred yeah. feet, man. That I, was. I did not like driving through that tunnel. Oh, it was. That was coming, crazy. Coming, coming west, so going into Dillon. Mm -hmm. I do not like going down that. If I have to drive again up there, it's going to be through Fair Play and the back roads. Yeah, we're gonna have to cross. So the weird thing about our route, the one weird thing, is ideally I think we probably with the Western states start Colorado. I feel like it makes the most sense route-wise to go like Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Nevada. But I was talking to a guy at the um, Department of Wildlife in Colorado, and he was like, "You gotta wait like a month." Or I've been snowed on in May up there. Yeah, and so he was. He was saying, because so what we're doing is we're going to New Mexico, because we were almost, we were like three weeks too early in New Mexico. That was frustrating. Like we could, like it was melting, but it was still there. So we're starting in New Mexico, then going to Arizona, then Utah, and then we're going to have to swim back to Colorado. All right, so we're recording again. Green, green back cutthroats. Right, so they are, uh, it's a native strain of cutthroat on the eastern side of the state. So we're going to have to go from Utah across the Rockies. Um, to the eastern side, which is 
I mean, the last third of Colorado is just Kansas. So, yep. but I mean, you know, it's unfortunate. A lot but of dry creek beds. Yeah, we did it. We saw a lot of those. I mean, where were these Mexico. rivers? They just built bridges over them that were they dry back then? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's weird out there. Yeah. But then we can swing through. I think Colorado really should be the only one that we got to wait on because by the time we get up to Montana, <clears throat> Montana and stuff, it'll be June. You know, it'll still probably be snowy, but that's about as I've heard June, July is the best for up there. So we're going to hopefully sneak into the beginning of the prime season. Very cool. Well, hopefully some of the listeners out West will reach out. That'd be awesome. Where can they find you guys online? Our, our website, official50.us, and then Instagram, official50, Facebook, official50, GoFundMe, official50, I think. That's linked on, linked on all of those. So, sure. yeah, that's where use we're the at. link tree? No, but we I need to made because it, i got to yeah. keep like switching the links easy. in my bio. all of them in there. So, yeah, but the link for our website is in the Instagram <laughs> bio, and it should be linked on the Facebook, too. Right on. So, yeah. Okay. Anything else? You got room for third? <laughs> I mean, you got a car. I don't, I don't know. The van is snore, the van gets pretty packed. I snore and I'm smelly. So are we. Uh, <laughs> no, no problem at all. Right on. All right, guys. Well, have fun. Be safe. Wear your seatbelts. Yes, Always. Sir. Any good uh, road trip movies you've watched recently? Don't. No, not really. I they put Dark Knight on Netflix. I watched that one night. That have was you cool. seen The Sure Thing? No. In the eighties. No. Daphne Zuniga and John Cusack, and they're going from New England to California in a car. Oh, we'll yeah, put it on Tim Robbins is in it. Anthony Edwards. That's a pretty loaded cast. Yeah, it's a we'll classic movie. List. It'll teach you how to punch a hole in your beer and chug it. That's where I learned how to do it. Really? I think the first time I did, I threw up. So I never <laughs> did it again. Yeah. Doesn't sound like you need a tutorial for that. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks. And, and we're sunscreen on if you're oh, yeah. on the side of that your windows are off. Yes. That's Look up that truck driver. Classic picture. Have you ever seen that? Uh-uh. Truck driver face. I would not have done that. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that is brutal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Whoa. We'll do that. I mean, we were out today, and I've still got my my buff on like that. I'm gonna put a hoodie on. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm gonna go start making some dinner. I gotta get my kid off the TV. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. We'll keep in touch. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. is brought to you by Freestone Productions at freestoneproductions.com. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.
In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.